Welcome to Locked On Nuggets. I'm your host, Matt Moore, senior NBA writer for the Action Network. You can check out our app at actionnetwork.com. As well as I am the Nuggets insider for 104.3 The Fan in Denver on After Every Game with Sean Drotar and throughout the week with both Zach By and Stokely and The Drive with DMAC and the guys. Well, that was quite a game. That was an absolutely ridiculous game. The Denver Nuggets got a win on Friday night, 100-97, an instant classic with a comeback from down 21 late in the second half. All the way back, storming all the way back and winning behind a Nikola Jokic desperation sequence that there's so much to break down. There's so much to look at in this game. Let's do the moment. Segment two, we'll do five-star reviews. Segment three, we'll try and put this in perspective on what this means going forward for the Nuggets. An absolutely ridiculously awesome win. Um, In the course of studying the NBA, as I do, I have come to understand that there are good wins and there are bad wins. Coaches will say, no such thing as a bad win. That's a lie. That's a lie. Because there are wins where if you win, you know we didn't deserve to win. We should have lost that game. We played badly. And if we don't correct things, we're going to lose the next one or one very soon. This is not that. This is a great win. Even without Ben Simmons, which I talked about before in the pregame pod about all the impact that that was going to have, this was still a phenomenal performance because of the number of things that went wrong and how honestly good Philadelphia was. Philadelphia was way better, I think, than they reasonably could have expected without Ben Simmons. Like They played great for three quarters. Uh, Joel Embiid did not. Joel Embiid did not play great. And we will get to Joel Embiid and Jokic's ability to uh, flat up just straight kick his ass in the fourth quarter. But I want to talk about the moment. And in a game like this, there are a lot of them. I do feel it necessary, however, uh, to specifically lay out the last one minute and 16 seconds. In the last one minute and 16 seconds, the Nuggets are down 95-91. Sixers take a timeout. They come out of the break. They get a good sequence. They get a good sequence of passes. Nothing really develops out of it. And then Will Barton hits a 26-foot step-back three-pointer that was heavily contested off of a Jokic pass. That cuts it from 95-91 to 95-94. That shot will get lost in the discussion of Jamal Murray, which we are going to talk a lot about how awesome Jamal Murray was. Don't you worry. And, and how great Jokic's shot was and Jokic dominating the fourth quarter. All those things are in play and matter. Okay. But do not miss out on the fact that Barton's performance, Barton's sh- whole performance in the stretch and his specifically that shot mattered a lot overlook how big of a shot that was. Will Barton has carried this offense in large part the last two games and got them in a position to where they were able to close this deal, and he made the shot that really closed the gap. That three-point swing, I, I you watch all these games, and when it's four, it's like, okay, well, you know, that's probably done, because even if they get the two, then you have to foul, and they hit two more, and you're stuck in that four-point loop. 
getting into a one point possession range was just massive. Like it fundamentally shifted everything about this game. So that shot should not go underseen. Um, from there, you know, Embiid goes down and makes a cutting layup off a of Neto drive, and that gets it to three. And then Murray does a really smart thing. Murray, they got the ball at 53 seconds, and Murray gets just goes right down, cuts through the lane, and gets a driving finger roll. The Sixers pretty much let him have it. The Sixers are like, all right, just as long as no more threes, we're okay. And that cuts it to one, right? And then Horford misses the three. They get the timeout, and then there's the play. Okay, so they've got 13 seconds left. So many situations and so many times we see one of a couple of things happen. Jamal Murray is too aggressive and wants to hit the hero shot. And so he chucks up a shot off of the pick and roll or tries to step back like he did uh, on the road. Like these things happen, right? Where he just gets smothered up. He runs a pick and roll and he runs it perfectly and delivers the ball to a to Jokic who has the shot. Post game, Jokic talked about how you know he was going to shoot and then he saw Millsap underneath and he thought he was open and the defenders were closing. Now I don't necessarily know if that was a, the best idea, um, but Millsap knew as soon as he delivered the pass, he wasn't going to be able to shoot it. There's so many things in the sequence that are interesting. So Murray makes the right play. That's step number one. Jokic makes a very Jokic play to try and make the extra pass, which wasn't necessarily the right play, but I understand what he was going for. Millsap, I think, deserves a lot of credit for not trying to go up there. A lot of guys are just going to be like, I'm going to try and muscle this in. You know, the clock's winding down. I'm going to try and make something happen. Millsap instead gets out of it, barely gets out of it. Two guys have their hands on the ball. He flips it to Jokic, and Jokic drains it. He gets hit. He falls in exaggerated fashion, and as the crowd goes wild and his teammates swarm him, Nikola Jokic turns and starts complaining the official because he got fouled. It's a very Jokic sequence. Um, and then the offensive foul that he forced on Embiid. And really, if you want to talk about like the moment in this game, the moment was probably when Nikola Jokic came in the fourth quarter and just decided that he was going to kick this team's ass. Because he did. The entire night was basically defined by Embiid was terrible. He was just flat out horrible. And Jokic wasn't good. But in the end, Jokic was able to overcome it. And Jokic outplayed Embiid on both ends of the floor. Uh, Embiid was too passive. Embiid let them get away with a lot in terms of like not forcing the issue. First half, he's taking fadeaway jumpers out of the post. Like, what are you doing? He was unable to get a seal on Jamal Murray. That's a problem. He committed an offensive foul on Jamal Murray. Like, just a horrific sequence for all of the debate between Jokic and Embiid. Um, Head-to-head matchups don't determine it for me. Like, it just doesn't. I don't care about your individual. Like, one guy having a matchup versus the other matters in a playoff series. It doesn't matter in determining who's better. And I think there are a lot of arguments that Joel Embiid is better than Nikola Jokic. There are arguments. There's not to say that I agree with them. Um, but it is notable that in this matchup that this went out the way it did because it felt very endemic of both players where Jokic can frustrate you, but in the end, he is a brilliant player that can absolutely dominate the game and Embiid is a physical presence that can bully guys that he can bully. And if he has nobody to bully, it's a lot different for him. And that's just the reality of, of who he is. Phenomenal win. Incredible win. 
Um, this one is on the players. So now it's on coaches, the whole staff, or one player. This is like a collective effort, I thought, from the starters. The starting unit carried this. Gary Harris is better than expected. We'll get into all that and more after the break. We're going to do five-star reviews to wrap up this thrilling 197 win by the Denver Nuggets over the Philadelphia 76ers. We'll be right back on Locked on Nuggets. Hey, right now I want to tell you guys about my bookie. You know what the my favorite part about this time of year is? Sweater weather? No. Leaves on the ground? Uh-uh. My daughter asking me to make hot chocolate 19 times an hour? Certainly not, although she is pretty adorable. No. It's the leaves on the ground and the threes from downtown. That's right. It's fall season, but it's also hoop season. And you can bet on all of that at mybookie.ag. So I've been using the prop builder on my my bookie. I've told you about it. Um, I've put together like Jamal Murray's assists with Yasan and Kumpo's rebounds and got a sweet payout on that on Friday night. It's an awesome system. There's so many parlay boosters, great things you can find. If you want to bet a little with a big payout, take some shots, my bookie is a great place to get it. You're going to find uh, another thing I found, team totals. You will get a pretty nice number on the juice there. The numbers, the juice is a little bit better on team totals, especially for college. I've shopped them out at my bookie, and uh, we have all that information at the Action Network. Uh, the NCAA is back in action, obviously. Cassius Winston returns for a senior year, trying to prove that he has what it takes to bring a ship to Michigan State. You saw Maxie the other night. Um, Wiseman, you did not, you saw, but you may not see very long. And how's that going to impact Memphis? All these options you can bet on at mybookie.ag. If you really want to support your team. Don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie.ag. If you join right now, mybookie's going to double your first deposit. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA, all one word, LOCKEDONNBA, to activate the offer. That's promo code LOCKEDONNBA to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Segment two on the super hype locked on Nuggets after the Nuggets 197 victory over the Philadelphia Sixers here on Locked On Nuggets, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Uh, let's do five star reviews because oh boy, do I have some five star reviews to hand out in a, this one. Uh, let, us, let us start. There was a debate post game about who gets the game ball. It will shock you, it will simply stun you, it will leave you breathless with amazement. That Adam Mares felt that Nikola Jokic should get the game ball. Because Adam's got to stay on brand. Extremely on brand. Look, Jokic was, was fantastic in the fourth quarter. He won the game with that shot for sure. Made some really tough shots. The player of this game was Jamal Murray. No question about it. Like, there is no doubt in my mind. This was, look, 
the Boston Celtics game he had is always going to be like his, like the night that he went crazy. The Spurs game, game two, um, was a defining early playoff moment for him. But that's all scoring. And we knew Jamal can score. I know Jamal can score. The reason I always am banging on him is because I know what he's capable of. And I'm trying to get to see if he's got what it takes to go beyond that. Because the best players in this game aren't just one thing. Like Jamal Crawford can always get buckets. He was able to get buckets in Chicago and Atlanta. He was able to get buckets all over the place with the Clippers. Jamal Crawford right now is not in the league. He could get buckets right now. Right now could come in tomorrow and get buckets. And that's valuable. That really does. Like, production has value. But the best players are guys that are able to bring it all together. Damian Lillard is playing at an MVP level right now because he has brought his entire game together. Defense and offense and playmaking. This game tonight from Jamal Murray was the absolute best I have ever seen him play in terms of a complete game. Okay? This was the best performance. 10 of 18 from the field, 22, just 22 points, a measly 22 points, six boards, 11 assists, just two turnovers, 11 assists to just two turnovers, and they were all super smart passes. His whip pass underneath to Jokic for that layup was one of the best passes I've seen him make. The decision, like I said, at the end of the game for him to go over and pass and make that pass to Jokic out of the pick and roll, phenomenal. He had... One steal, two blocks, because that's the kind of game he had. He forced a key offensive foul on Embiid late. He challenged Embiid. He was diving on the floor with intensity. He was the guy in the huddle that was telling them constantly, look, we can do this. We can do this. All we got to do is get it down. And when that team got it down to six in the third quarter and then the Sixers pushed it back, that should have been it. That should have been game over. That should have been it and done. And they did not get there in part because Murray was able to help keep them in it. Like, he deserves a huge amount of credit. Jamal Murray gets his first five-star performance, I believe, of the season. And if I had six, I would give it to him. And if I had seven, I would give it to him. And I would give him ten. I would give him however many stars I can give, I would give them to him. Because he was simply phenomenal tonight. 22 and 11 with two turnovers in a win. Was, by the way, a plus 16. Murray was excellent and deserves a huge amount of credit. I did not know if it was possible for him to have this type of game. When he got hot, I was like, oh, he's going to start pressing it. And he didn't. Like, he took a couple of heat checks because he's allowed to take heat checks. I don't want him not taking heat checks. I just don't want him to be in that zone entirely. He ran the offense. Take a heat check, but then the next possession, okay, I missed it. I'm going to come down and run offense. And that's what he did. His love, like, he competed on defense. He was locked in. He was exhorting the crowd. He's, he's tapping out Jokic on the chest. Like, just, I cannot say enough about Jamal Murray in this game. Uh, Nikola Jokic gets a four-star performance, and that may seem shocking considering 26-10-6 on 10 of 22 shooting, uh, just one turnover, two steals, two blocks for Jokic. Some great defense on Embiid late. Um, I'm only going to give him four stars, and the reason is the first half was really rough, and he got his ass kicked by Kyle Quinn. Like, KOQ really came in and, and took it to him, And honestly, Brett Brown didn't use him enough in the second half. And that's a problem, right? Jokic also missed some shots. And the question of whether or not I should take off points for for good shots missing is a valid one. 
But I think in Jokic's case, like, no, nah, like you gotta you gotta get the ball in the bucket. Like that's that's part of it. He missed some some easy ones inside. Like ten of twenty two is not a great shooting night for Nikola Jokic, and he's judged by his standards. Fourth quarter was obviously a five star performance. So if the first half was a three and the fourth quarter was a five, I'll go ahead and even it out and give him a four. Uh, he deserves a lot of credit for getting Joel being out of that game, for giving him foul trouble, for beating the crap out of him when they were on the court together. Phenomenal performance. Great to see Jokic's energy back. Like, Yoke was into this game, and that matters a lot. And you saw what he did for the rest of the team. Uh, Will Barton gets four stars. Uh, Eight of 12 from the field, 20 points, seven rebounds, one assist, two turnovers, two steals. Um, Hit the big shot. Had a crucial turnover late that could have really cost them. That was painful. But overall, I thought Barton was huge. Obviously, that three-pointer was massive to get that, like I talked about in that first segment. Um thought his energy was great. His option, his ability to create a shot out of nowhere is something this team really needs offensively right now. And it's it's a huge benefit for him to be where he's at. Uh, Will Barton's playing great right now with Jokic and with Murray. Uh, he's running the floor. He's setting the tone. He's setting pace. Uh, I'm only going to give him four because of the turnover late, some lapses uh, overall. And... I might be now. I'm talking myself into. I'm gonna give him a four and a half. It was almost a five star. Will can play better, so I'm not gonna give him a five because that's an insult to how good he can be. But it was a really good game. the The Reverend Thrill Barton was in full effect this evening. Gary Harris, oof, 34 minutes, two and nine, five points, three assists, three rebounds. Harris, I will say this. So Harris is going to get a three-star for me because I love his defensive effort. He was up into guys. He was disruptive. He made a series of plays. He was doing everything. And a lot of his shots were at the rim. Like, Harris was trying to get to the rim to challenge, and he was just facing longer dudes. This is going to continue to be, I think, a talking point is whether or not the Nuggets are just going to need more size in the backcourt. Their backcourt is so small, I think it really does cause them issues. And, you know, Harris's game is not in a good offensive place right now. I thought, again, his defensive effort was excellent, so he still gets a three-star. But if he's not able to contribute more offensively, it's going to be really hard for the Nuggets. Like, if he's going to start, he's going to get buckets. He did hit a big three tonight. The three that he hit was absolutely huge um, as he shot his only three of the night. He's got to get more threes up, too. Can't be shooting one three. That is that is not okay. Um, Jokic took nine threes tonight, by the way. Kind of a, a, a surprise there. Uh, Paul Millsap. So Paul Millsap gets a four-star, and the reason is uh, 15 points, eight rebounds, two assists, no turnovers, only four of 11 from the field, so he missed some shots inside. Uh, Got blocked viciously by Joel Embiid at the rim. There were sequences all over the game, but the one that stands out to me the most is uh, Murray has kind of incited a flurry, and they're starting to come back in the fourth, and Richardson, Murray's gassed. He's gasping for air, and Richardson gets... Uh, over a screen, and Murray's behind him, and Murray's just tailing him and can't catch up to him. He can't recover. And Richardson's got a lane to the rim. Jokic can't get over in time. Millsap comes over and just gets a hand on the ball to deflect it from behind, just enough to where Richardson misses what is a pretty easy layup. They get the board, they go to the other end. Like These are the little plays that Paul Millsap does that are never going to show in the box score that wind up being a big reason why he was a team-best plus 23 tonight. They were stellar with Paul Millsap on the floor, and he deserves credit for that with a four-star. Uh, the bench is going to get, collectively, a two-star tonight. So, you know, I thought Mason Plumley made a really sweet pass on a cut. Um, 
to Barton in a two-man game. I thought Plumlee was giving good effort, but then Plumlee was the one that really struggled with Embiid. Embiid came in and pretty much beasted him in the third quarter and got the lead back up, and that was bad. Um, you know, Jeremy Grant was minus twenty tonight. That's an issue. Grant's gonna—they've got to find some better ways to create some some opportunities for Grant to score. He can't just have four shots. I don't think in a game. He's got to have a little bit more. Uh, Monte Morris, one of four, fell back to earth again. Molly Beasley didn't do anything. One of two. Um, Tory Craig only played four thirty-four. Hey, MPJ played in the second quarter and is now kind of in the backup three spot. Maloney made it after the game. They're struggling so much offensively that he's just trying to kind of spark them with what MPJ brings to the table. It's a risky move, as I've talked a lot about. But I will go ahead and and say, like, look, I, I thought he was he should be playing the backup minutes, so I I can't really blame him. Porter played eight oh one, had a sweet backdoor cut for a lob from Jokic for a bucket, his only score of the night. Probably needs more time, you know, and I know that's going to be tough, but they're going to have to fight, figure out ways to get him more time in the game because they do need a boost of offense on that unit, and MPJ is the best candidate to be able to give it to him. They need to probably run some plays to give him the ball and actually let him score. It's probably time for the kid to, to take that next step. Uh, coaching staff is going to get a... Three and a half stars. They do okay. They got the win. Which gets them up from a three. They're okay. Like, I don't know that they made necessarily horrific matchups here. I don't know that they made... Like, part of it was Jokic played Embiid off the floor, and so he played him off the floor. So when Embiid comes back in, everything's kind of messed up because the Nuggets are coming back from a deficit, right? They did build that they, they weren't ready to play, so that's on the coaching staff to a certain degree. Um, they were caught off guard by the Sixers' size and athleticism. It's a really good team, though. Like, this is just a really good team. I'm not surprised the Nuggets were down because this team was just really good, and they executed at a high level for three quarters, and then the Nuggets just stormed back on them. And the altitude plays into that, and how good the Nuggets are plays into that, and Jokic and Embiid and the whole thing. So uh, the coaching staff gets three and a half stars with an extra half star for the win. Fine performance on the night. This was a great win for them. In the final segment, we'll talk about what this means going forward, lessons we can kind of take away, and we'll kind of glimpse at the schedule and see what's coming up next for the Denver Nuggets. We'll be right back on Locked on Nuggets. segment here on Locked On Nuggets, your team every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Rate, review, and subscribe. Find us wherever you find me on Twitter at HP Basketball. Um, so lessons from this huge win over the Sixers. The number one thing I would take away uh, from this game is that Jokic seems back. He was re-engaged tonight. And I was thinking on the way home, on the long drive home as I live in Loveland, um, I was thinking very much about how he was huge in the game versus Portland and he was huge in this game and the games versus less desirable or flashy teams. He's been really under the radar, a Saturday early, like late evening, like early evening affair versus the magic. He was completely vacant for he's stepping up in these big moments. And maybe that's part of it is like Jokic went through the playoffs and played in these high stakes, high intensity games and now it's harder for him to get up for. Maybe that's the explanation for what's been up with him. Um, but either way, it's good to see Jokic back. He was so into it, into the crowd. When he plays with emotion, he is so much fun to watch. And he is, brings so much to this team. 
I think there's a lot to take away from Jamal Murray's leadership, not just on the court in his play, in the huddle, on the court talking to guys one-on-one, in the postgame show. Like his way he's handling media this year, he's showing a level of maturity that is really evident. Murray's making a little bit of a leap, and he's got to sustain it, you know, because I've been the guy that's talked a lot about the frustrations. He was unbelievable tonight, and it showed in how they got that win. So coming up on Sunday, the Nuggets are going to play Minnesota. And this game is actually bigger than the Sixers game. And that doesn't make much sense considering the Sixers are this high-profile team. But look, the game on Sunday is a road division game. You need these. These are the games you need to win. You get the win versus Portland. You need as many division wins as you can get. I talk about this constantly. You want to build a great regular season resume, beat the teams at home, which that's one reason the Sixers... Win was good. Uh, when your team win games versus teams under 500, which the Wolves may end up being, I'm I was higher on them about a week ago. They've fallen off a little bit. Um, and win your division games, and so this is a big deal. One of the reasons the Nuggets were able to secure the two seed last year was specifically because of their lead in the division. Like winning the division gave them the edge over the Rockets, and that was a big deal. So all of these things kind of matter. Um, you know, the, these things, or with Portland, rather. Like, all these things matter, okay? So, that game really does matter. They play they play the, the Hawks next Tuesday. The Hawks got an immediate bump after John Collins was out because that's usually how it goes when guys are out. The first game, guys will step up. They are really struggling to score. Denver should handle them. That's one that I'll say, like, we're back in. Okay, this isn't a game it's easy to get up for. You better show up for this. You know, kind of questionable game. Thursday, they play the Nets, who can't defend at all. That should be a fun one. But look, Kyrie can go off, and the Nets have weapons, so that one's going to be very exciting. And then next Sunday, they face the Memphis Grizzlies. That one, again, should be a cakewalk. Uh, Denver's obviously had trouble with these kind of teams in the past, but the the Grizzlies really are dreadful defensively. A lot of fast-paced teams coming up. They're playing a lot of teams that are playing fast. So the Nuggets play a little bit faster tonight. I'd like to see them kind of keep that pace into the rest of the week. This is a momentum builder. This win unquestionably was one that that makes the puts the Nuggets in a different place heading as a you know the stretch we're getting into November. Okay, the games are going to start to we're through the early part of the season. Let's find out who you are. Uh, this is one that can lift them. It can get Jokic back in the flow. Will Barton is playing great. Jamal Murray's playing the best basketball of his career. They can get Gary Harris going a little bit. Get some more in Michael Porter Jr. Maximize Jeremy Grant. Nuggets may really have something. They've got the the makings. All of those concerns that I had about their statistical profile and how they probably should have lost more are all true. But this was also a game where they kind of showcased, look, this is where the Nuggets were. They were a mediocre team. And then the fourth quarter, they chose to rise above that. They chose to be something greater. They they made the play to give themselves a chance, and they capitalized on it. And these wins really can catapult you. You should feel really good about this one, Nuggets fans. It was a great win. That'll wrap it up for this Friday night edition of the Locked On Nuggets podcast. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Nuggets. Follow me on Twitter at HP Basketball. Mares will be back with you on Monday, probably completely ignoring the game on Sunday, just so he can talk about this game. Because, man, I will tell you, we are all professionals on Media Row. We take the job seriously. We think it's a privilege to be in that building and to do the work that we do. When Jokic hit that game winner, I have never been more proud of Adam Mares than I was on Friday night when he did not just take off his pants and go running around the arena. It was just a real 
A real example of professionalism that he was able to just not take his pants off after Jokic hit that game winner. So, uh, he'll probably be back to tell you his thoughts about where the team is at. You can catch all of his coverage at DNVR. And until next time, I'm Matt Moore from the Action Network and 104.3 The Fan in Denver, signing off for Locked On Nuggets.